the day. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Today's word of the day for the divisional round recap show. We have two of them. We're just going to do two words of the day. Uh, because one wasn't enough? Yeah, no, because one is the intellectual word of the day, and then the other one's the one that Flan wants. So we'll start with the one that Flan wants. From Urban Dictionary, uh, the word of the day is hat fishing. And it's appropriate because all three of us wearing hats right now. Uh, I guess a, a beanie counts as a hat, right? Yeah, I guess. It it's kind of like, like one of those, it's a hot dog a sandwich or a... I think so. What, what's, the, what's the argument? It's like a hot dog is a yeah, it's, it's a hot dog a sandwich, and people argue yes or no. Yeah, it's but hat same. fishing is when someone on a dating site wears a hat and all their pictures to conceal the fact they are bald. That'll so. be me in a few years. <laughs> that goes so, back uh, to the tweet earlier. <laughs> yeah, what, what tweet? Oh, my tweet. Yeah, your oh, four, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, that's why I thought you did that it for. That was hella funny. That, yeah, I don't understand that, but I guess Flan's got something else in mind for his genetic makeup. Yeah, uh, fuck. They make stuff for that, dude. And you can uh, get I procedures could use all the help I can get. Yeah, and you gotta eat. I bet you there's stuff that you can eat that'll help you too. Protein? No, I don't know. <laughs> all right, and then the uh, actual word of the day is a verb. It is carom, C-A-R-O-M. It means to strike and rebound, like if you're playing pool and it caroms yeah. off the, the side. So that is the word of the day, or words of the day. Uh, those who want to expand your vocabulary. All right, let's get on with the actual show. Welcome to the Cohort Sports Report. My name is Jeff Woodworth, joined by Brendan Flanagan. Hello. And Matteo Pulverari. Good evening. How's it going, guys? It's going good. How are you, Jeffrey? Pretty good. It is Sunday. Well, we're recording this on Sunday night. People are probably listening to this on Monday or Tuesday. It is okay. We will get you all caught up on everything you need to know. Uh, the divisional round happened this weekend, fellas. We're going to jump right into it right now. Um, so... Out of the four games, which one do you want to talk about first? Do you want to go in order like we did last time with the yeah, wild card? Yeah, okay. go in order. So Kansas City played Indianapolis. Uh, I was I was very wrong about this game. Uh, I thought for sure that the Colts stood a better chance. Uh, Kansas City kind of just controlled this thing from start to finish. Uh, what did you guys see? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I remember the, the the game that I remember most uh, is that one from the weekend, and it reminded me uh, the dude just clutch in pressure. It seems like when it comes to playoff time. I remember there was a game earlier this year with Mahomes where I think it was against the Broncos. And it was like his free, he hadn't really played like a really good defense until he played the Broncos, which at the time was considered a good defense. And he uh, he drove the field and was just clutch all all night. And was, I was thinking myself that night, I was like, "Damn, this dude could do something in the playoffs." So um, I think they 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 crushed it. Um, defense looked a lot better than I thought it was going to be. And then uh, Mahomes just was doing Mahomes things. Mateo, yeah, he was the only first time starter that got a win this weekend, advanced and looked pretty. It, he made all the throws that he needed to, and the and I, I piggyback with what Flan said. The defense showed up; they shut Luck down. Um, I was watching the game on GameCast at work, but um, it looked like that he was. I mean, just judging by the box score, that Luck was really flustered. Mm-hmm. I mean, he completed over fifty uh, percent of his passes. You know, barely uh, two hundred three yards, one passing touchdown. Uh, the Colts were unable to establish a run game. Uh, Marlon Mack, nine carries, 46 yards. Naheem Hines, three carries for 24 yards. And then Luck himself had two carries for 17. Uh, it's just uh, they were they were thoroughly overmatched. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes did all that without throwing any passing touchdowns. It's all rushing touchdowns is how they, they, beat, they beat the Colts, which I think is, like, the most impressive thing about this is, like, this is a team that's known for its aerial attack, and they, they beat you on the ground. And their defense showed up. Granted, the Colts don't have, like, you know, massive firepower, but it's Andrew Luck. Like, he's still a very mm-hmm. good quarterback. And back to the run game, Williams has slid in, and they really yeah, haven't right. dropped off. Did they? Yeah. yeah. Who's that? They got Kareem Hunt? Like, it's like, like it never even happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Uh, yeah, Damian Williams, 25 carries, 129 yards, a touchdown. Tyreek Hill had one carry, 36 yards, and a touchdown. That one was that mm-hmm. one was crazy, seeing that. Uh, Daryl Williams had three carries, nine yards, and a touchdown. And then Patrick Mahomes himself had three carries, eight yards, and a touchdown. So, yeah, they took care of business. Uh, they will be hosting uh, the AFC Championship game. The next game that happened later that day, and uh, I just want to start this off by saying, how about them Cowboys? Because, oh, God, I love trolling Cowboy fans. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams defeated the I Dallas Cowboys. I found myself rooting for the Cowboys. 30 to 22. And the Rams to lose wow. so bad Well, that's, that you know, that's interesting because I was talking to Tim, who we'll have on later for Tim Brown's stat of the day, but he's saying that he'd, he's seen more Niner fans cheering for the Cowboys and you think that they would be cheering for the state, and I, I said, wrong, I it's I the just, divisional thing. I can't stand any L.A. team. Well, the L.A. team, and you also cheered against the Seahawks, too, because it's more it's, – I was cheering against the uh, the Ravens, even though the Chargers had beaten the Steelers, right, like uh, last weekend. It's because I don't want to see my team – I don't want to see another team from the same division as my favorite team go. But it's different with uh, Niner fans because you do have that, that secondary market. I mean, the, the hate for SoCal is much larger – is, is – our generation is that when we became like i mean we were i guess we were niner fans in the 90s but i mean i don't know about you but i don't really remember much niner games in the 90s i was so damn i was like three years old when they were you were growing up yeah so i didn't really start i mean i remember following the niners pretty well during the late latter part of the garcia days like the early 2000s when i like firmly remember being a fan so i mean there was no really rivalry to the Cowboys other than the fact they just have fans everywhere whenever the Cowboys come to a game they're they were just really Cowboys good fans, and then they're, they're really always they just saturate everything on TV it seems like well they were really good and not very many games were being covered on TV other than you know I'm sure Mateo like you're not that much older than us but you can I'm probably, pretty old though but you have a better <laughs> recollection of like what it was like before well, it was you know, tough the red be- zone yeah like. well it was tough because like I was raised by my uncle and my dad and that was the thing they always talked about was how much they hated the Cowboys and so for me that's always in there and I think 
What makes it different is like Arizona and uh, uh, Seattle. That's kind of weird. That means on a social level and socio-political level, hatred can be taught. But yes, go ahead, continue yes. on. Hate yeah. was teaching through yeah. the family. <laughs> um, the no, cow- but hatred but, of the Cowboys. But yeah, yeah, just the just the Cowboys and Lakers. And uh, but I I agree. There's that oh. weird. I do have that L.A. hate. I I dislike it. Like I when Boston pulled up the you know beat L.A. thing, I was like, oh my God, Boston's become very likable. Um, but the tough part with L.A. is. It's just it's too fresh for me to really hate on them. And I respect uh, everything I, that they do. Once they started showing all the celebrities at the game, I was like, F- it, F- uh, this team, dude. I Fuck hate this I hate team. when they win, but I but I'm happy when they lose. Like it's like, but I'm but you know it's like I. I'm, show, more, I'm more happy when they lose than when I then there's more hate when they win. Yeah. Right? if that makes sense. Well, I feel like, that with when Arizona was really good at a time when the Niners with Harbaugh were really good. At least this is how fresh it stays for me. Same with um, uh, Seattle. Seattle was fresh, and they had wins against the Niners, and so there was this built-up rivalry. The Rams have gotten really good, and they've, but the Niners haven't been good, so it's tough for me to be like, oh, this team's my rival team until my team's good enough to beat them or at least compete on the same level. And I, I feel McVeigh's just a different animal with the way he has that team going. All right, great talk. We did a good job of covering that game. We will co- we'll mention <laughs> that with uh, Tim when he comes on later since he's a Rams yeah, fan. Fuck we Rams. move on. We move on. To the New England Patriots defeating the Los Angeles Chargers 41-28. Oh, my God, guys, this was an ass-whooping. The Patriots advanced to their eighth straight AFC championship game. There was, a report, there was a report that Gronk is contemplating retirement Yay. after this season. But let's start off with the game real quick because it was really like I, – I, I remember turning this game on, and I guess the Chargers decided we're going to go seven DBs again. And it just didn't work. Tom Brady picked him apart. It was what was it, thirty-five to seven at halftime? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh! I wanted the Chargers to win so badly, and it was just like, oh my goodness. What What are you guys' thoughts on that game? Uh, that one sucked, man. I was like, I've been, I'm on that same. I used to be a big Patriots fan, but then the last two years, when they, when the damn Brady I won't fall Patri- off. A, I hate the Patriots. When Brady can't fall off a cliff, and you have fan, you have friends of yours that are fans of Boston, they just get in your face over every oh, effing God. sport, and you're just like, dude, I need this shit to end now. Like and Brady at the po- at the press uh, post game was like, uh, they don't respect us, you know. They wrote us off. I was like, fuck you, nobody does that. That's the thing I hate about the Boston fans is I they always hate, do that. I also hate the. Narrative. Narrative, right? Because like you hear all this BS coming out of their offseason, like as of late, especially, and they win. So then the way the media frames it is, look at how they face adversity. And then oh. you get a Pittsburgh that's had this shit going on. And because we don't win it all, all of a sudden it becomes the distraction. It's mm-hmm. the main reason. It's like it's a part of it. Like they, I, I do think the Patriots are very close though to that, like that falling off the cliff part. I do too, but I fell victim for it. And this weekend, and they handled business against the Chargers. The only problem is we, we also thought that same thing like three years ago. Oh God, when they got uh, Kansas City beat yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, that was the ultimate like right off, Phillip, right off them. Philip Rivers, twenty-five of fifty-one for three hundred thirty-one yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. It was just, oh man, their running game was pathetic. Yeah, the performance was better than anything. Ten that. carries for nineteen yards rushing against this Patriots defense. What the fuck? That you defense have was Gordon. better than anything. Thing that uh, what's who was the guy last year for the Patriots defensive coordinator went to the Lions? Oh, Pat- yeah, Matt Patricia. Patricia. That was better than anything yeah. Patricia did last year. God, man. It's yeah, they so definitely do a lot. Look a lot better. Yeah. It's so frustrating. Brady only missed ten passes. 34, 44, 343 yards and a touchdown. Is Sony Michelle had three rushing touchdowns? Jeff, do we have time now to bring in the Rivers Roethlisberger Eli? Oh yeah, go ahead. Squeeze do that. that in really yeah, quick. Squeeze it in. Jay Glazer last week tweeted out and he said, "Out of that draft class, who would you rather have?" 
And I, I can honestly say, I was gonna say, as a Steeler fan, I can buy. I can honestly say that I am very happy with Big Ben. But if we had drafted Philip Rivers and we had come up with Philip Rivers, I wouldn't be complaining. The one pick I'd be very mad about is Eli Manning. Eli Manning is a dud, and he's been carried by a good defense both times he's won the Super Bowl. He has he has decent, Russell Wilson too. He has decent. <laughs> we're not attacking Russell Wilson. We're attacking <laughs> Eli Manning right now. He has decent playoff stats. Don't get me wrong, but anybody with two eyes. Two eyes, and maybe even the assistance of glasses. No slide at you, Mateo. <laughs> but I'm saying uh, could see that Eli Manning has had nothing but absolute luck, and it's when preparation and skill meets opportunity, right? That's luck. But, I mean, it's like, you got to be kidding me, man. Like, he's had great, great defenses. Yeah. When we look back at what, just think I about mean, it. He's when just, you think he's about this those generation's Giants, Joe Namath. When you think about those Giants teams, the first thing that comes to mind is not Eli Manning. It's defense. So that's case closed right there, you know? So sorry, you know? But uh, I, I could say, yes, I would be happy with either Roethlisberger or Rivers. Mateo, what do you think? Same thing. I, I, oh, okay. e- yeah, I, either one's fine. Sorry, I got I, very worked up. I, know, I, looked, no I looked up on the stats at Rivers because I knew we were going to talk about this, and I looked at the stats of Roethlisberger, and I was like, well, either one I'd be happy to have. They, they both had a ton of good receivers that they've made better throughout the years. They've been able to insert different guys. Decent completion percentage. They throw a lot of touchdowns. We'll, we'll get you a lot of yards, I mean, you know, fantasy-wise. But they're, they're also capable, mm-hmm. able to win the game. Uh, Phillip Rivers, if he had better defenses throughout his time with San Diego and L.A., or just with the Chargers in general, excuse me, they would uh, they would have won so many more games. It was his defense that let him down, and he would have to try and come back, you know, from multiple scores in the fourth quarter, and you can only do that so many times. So, But they're also prone to throwing a lot of interceptions, which is unfortunate too. But I think that's due to the volume with which they throw. You know, they, they, those guys are up, up there. So is Brady. Brady throws a lot too. All right, last game of the weekend. Uh, guys, I'm not going to lie. The New Orleans Saints beating the Philadelphia Eagles 20-14. to 14, I was very nervous at the start of this game. I thought my, my faith for our Lord and Savior, Drew Brees' Christ, was almost in question. But uh, that, did, that did not happen. I did not, I did not uh, repent, like, you know, go back on anything. Uh, I still have faith in him. What do you guys think about the New Orleans Saints? Uh, if they're gonna rant, oh, they're gonna win. They're gonna be the Rams. Okay, thank you. <laughs> That's thank my you. analysis. Thank you for that analysis. Okay, Mateo. Well, what are your thoughts on the on the game? It felt like the Saints did everything they could to lose that game, especially the offensive line. They kept getting pushed back, and they were better when they were pushed back. Breeze com- sorry, go ahead. Oh, Breeze completed just a lot of long third downs because of how soft that the Philly uh, defense was playing. That initial interception to start the game had me worried, too. Like, it was just, it was very bang-bang. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, my God, no way. No way did I hype you up like this, and you're just going to go out there and ruin me like that. And then he but had then an, he, he got me. He had another underthrow, and then they had the Hill uh, touchdown called back, too, to Kareem Hunt. Or Kareem Hunt, um, thinking of the other running back. Kamara, uh, Kamara thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so you're kind of wondering, is, like, is this everything lining up for Philly again to make another run? Yeah, well, it, it looked like it, and Nick Foles going 18-31, uh, to 31, 201 yards, a uh, touchdown, and two interceptions. Again, the Eagles didn't do much of a running uh, – didn't have much of a running game either, didn't help. Uh, you feel for Alshon Jeffrey dropping that last pass and having it intercepted. Um, so, but, yeah, now the question for the Eagles moving forward is Foles or Wentz? Foles. He's at Foles? What Wentz. Really, that's interesting. So I get to be the breaker. All right, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the fence. You are a better team with current as currently constructed. You are a better team with Nick Foles at the helm. But Carson Wentz is a better if quarterback he, than Nick healthy, Foles. How do you how do you prove that though that they're a better team? Oh, sorry, Milan. If he was healthy, I mean that's the, that's the biggest thing. He's just he's just injured all the time now. It that's like, like their first loss with Nick Fo- with Nick Foles at quarterback but in he like threw, three he, years. Back to back games. I mean, he's had interceptions in every game. 
He's an average quarterback. They only scored four, uh, They scored nothing after the first 14 That's points. That's what I'm saying. He's a better fit for the scheme that they're running, which makes them a better team. So then what would you do when you have Wentz in there in that scheme? Th- but that I'm they drafted a, for that scheme. But Wentz is a better quarterback. I'm not saying that he's 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 gelling with that scheme necessarily as well as they want him to. He's a ver- He's probably got a stronger arm. He's probably smarter. Uh, he, he, you can see he's better on his feet. You know, it's skill-wise... Carson Wentz is better than Nick Foles, but Nick Foles, there's something about when you insert him into that into that huddle and, and it's time to run the play, there's something about him that works better. If Parkey better hits a field goal, we're not talking about this. Exactly. So a part of it is luck. Too. There is a lot of luck. Okay. And that you can get a first and second round pick for him and then have Wentz under a rookie contract still. Like, I, I, I've really grown to really respect Foles, mm-hmm. and I'm happy with everything. You know, it's great. He did everything he could to redeem his career, mm-hmm. but... You know, I would take the drop picks and stick with the Wentz. He's going to get paid either way if he stays with Philly Jeez. or if he goes The thing that's else. funny to me, if you looked at the Philly Twitter, is it, they're all saying, even if Foles won today, they would all say stick with Wentz, which was mind-boggling. They love Wentz. They go after. Uh, Philly's, Philly Twitter goes after. I mean, they're, they, they're very appreciative of everything that uh, – uh, Foles is done, but God, I've seen them go into Twitter uh, Twitter <laughs> mentions of people, and they're like, "Wentz is the guy." Yeah, I, don't, I mean, well, we'll see what they do moving forward. All right, um, and then ESPN FPI dropped some analysis tonight after the games, and it has left me asking the question: Why? 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 Would you do this? The ESPN FPI dropped the chances of uh, the teams remaining. I'm going to botch this. The percent that each team remaining has to win uh, the, or chance to win the Super Bowl. Holy crap. All right, I made it through that. The Chiefs are at 34%. The Saints at 33%. The Rams are at 18%. And for some godforsaken reason, we have the Patriots at 15% when everybody and their mother knows that it's the Patriots who have a 34 to 50% chance of winning this and everybody else, good luck. No, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I, I looked at the Vegas odds, and they had the Patriots tied with, uh, gosh, it's probably, I'm blanking, the Rams. I just saw Plus that. 350, I believe it was, uh, to win the Super Bowl, and I was like, that's bullshit. I saw that got tweeted tonight by ESPN Stats and Info, and I was ready to lose my mind on Twitter and just like get mad at Twitter for I no reason, but then I was like, oh, we'll just talk about it on the show. I think Saints, Chiefs, Saints, Patriots would be the best. I mean, I think I think the Saints come out of it, it'll be awesome. I think the <laughs> this Rams, guy really just hates the Rams. <laughs> well, no, I, 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 I honestly think that then you have the storyline between Breeze and uh, and Brady, and then also you got two of the best offenses in the game. Three of the three of the four best quarterbacks still left too. I don't know if I'd want to see Jared Goff playing a Super Bowl. Ignore. Actually, if Jared Goff was going to the Super Bowl, he'd be getting paid through the roof. And then that team's salary cap would be fucked. So now it's turned into, like, double agent. (laughs) 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 All right. Um, But, yeah, no. It's Like, even with the whole, like, now Gronk's going to possibly retire because you can only keep up that type of of play for so long and he's breaking apart at the seams and there's only so many bolts and screws that you can put into him. Exactly, (laughs) right? He might even be part robot. We're We're not exactly sure. But you can only do that for so long. But yet, for some reason, because the defense is always there when it needs to be, uh, Brady's still Brady, and you could throw a bag of soap out there, and he'd still make it work for him. Like it's absolutely ridiculous that they think that the Patriots only have a 15% chance of winning the Super Bowl, and now you've you've given them free bulletin board material. This is the reason why Tom Brady says everybody thinks we suck, and it's like, 
no, we don't think you suck. We just think this is the weakest Patriots mm-hmm. team you've had. That doesn't mean you suck. It just means that this is the, the least amount of help you've had, Sir LeBron, because you've gone to eight straight conference finals now, Speaking conference of championships. Fans. Who, me? Oh, uh, God. LeBron counts uh, it to the room. Yeah, don't even get me started on that. Okay. That'll be good for pop culture. Uh, Mateo, we talked about NFL coach openings uh, last, last episode, and we covered all the new hires. The most recent one that happened after we recorded was Adam Gase going to the Jets. So I want to know who's your best coaching hire so far and your worst coaching hire so far based off of your top uh, top ten. So I would I would be led to believe that at first well at first you started saying that Cleveland was the best job, then they hired Kitchens. I'd be interested to see if that's the best move for the best job. And then the worst job you had listed was I believe the Bengals. Mm-hmm. And the Bengals and, and Dolphins still haven't hired anybody. There's talk that they need to hire a black coach in both of those situations. And I'm saying no, don't. Both those situations suck. That means that those that'll just be an excuse for those guys to get fired earlier. Wait for a better opportunity to open up. Like it was blown with Green Bay and that's just how it is, but that stuff comes in waves, right? You had like five or six black head coaches a couple years ago. Now you only have two for right now, and then next year it'll come back. I'm not saying it's right, but that's just the way it's going to be. Don't force black coaches into those – first-time black coaches into those roles like the Dolphins and the and the Bengals, two inept franchises that shown that they just want to be mediocre. They just want to be average. So, Mateo, with that being said, what's the best and worst so far? Thank you for all of that because it took me a while to figure out where the hell that tweet was. <laughs> Um, it was the quickest coaching search ever. I mean, it, we still have to wait for the Bengals to officially make their hire. Right? Like the playoffs aren't even over yet. Yeah. We got all these positions filled. Yeah, up. usually there's a couple of jobs that linger, and you're still not sure if somebody's gonna take it. But every job was filled. Um, I, I my favorite's the Bucks. I really love them getting Bruce. Um, I think it, Winston's on his last legs. He's probably the most proven coach that was hired out of everybody who's got he a good track record. in Jameis Winston. I mean, God. I mean. The, that's the reason they wanted the, the add-on Bruce, and Bruce has shown he's able to turn guys around. Look at Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer was in a weird little rut when when he got to Arizona, and he turned him into a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. That is very true. They also got uh, Todd Bowles, which he's a, he's a pretty damn good defensive that coordinator. Too, yeah. Couldn't make it work in, in New York, but he also didn't have the roster that was really set up yeah, for him, and he's a defensive head GM. coach, and they showed that they want oh, to go God. future yeah, he was sca- Yeah, he yeah. was scapegoated so bad there. But, you know, I don't think it was the best hire to begin with. I think the Jets – I honestly – my best, in my opinion, was the Jets getting Gase because of the cap room that they have and what what I expect to happen going over there. Although I do I expect them to overpay Le'Veon Bell. Just let the I think that, uh, that report that the Dolphins are getting that guy um, – the the they get a defensive coordinator from New York New England right mm-hmm. Flora, uh, yeah. Flores Flores yeah I thought that was a I thought that was a pretty good hire he, 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 seems like, he seems like a guy that he, I mean I've only I only watched one interview so I can't really say much but it looks like a guy that can control the room as a leader I, did you see the report about the Dolphins this morning. No, they they want to tank. Well, they don't want to tank, but they're already they looking for. Yeah, they're looking for the at the 2020 quarterbacks already. Oh, oh they're so going to move uh, on from Tannehill. They're, no, they're they're looking at that Clemson quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. No, he's actually 2021. They're looking at Tua and uh, the Herbert. Oh, the gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, gotcha. Herbert's yeah. coming back, isn't he? Yeah, he's coming back. Oh, so, th- but they're saying okay. that the Dolphins have already talked about that next year is going to be a transition year. And that they're going to get rid of a lot of the dead weight, and they're going to do a trust the process thing and get prepared to take a quarterback. So I, I mean, uh, we saw Steelers, what happened. Pick up Frank Gore, please. I mean, we saw what happened to to Wilkes in Arizona. I mean, you you hope that Flores can just make it out of there after year one. I, well, Wilkes out going out there in Arizona just led me to believe that he was never the answer to begin with, and that was just a let's find that let's let's find somebody for this year, and then. It was we'll probably one of those guys that goes into an interview and he tells you all this stuff, and then just doesn't. Do you said the right thing in the interview, and then you're like, "What the fuck?" I'm sure that's a that's an excuse, or that's something they could probably point to. They could just make up that story. Yeah. Uh, F- Flan, what do you think of Vic uh, Fangio? Oh, actually, that's my favorite hire. My bad, that's okay. my favorite. 
favorite hire. That was definitely my favorite hire. I completely forgot about that. That was I I loved that move. I hate that they lost Kubiak, but I'm stoked. I'm so excited for oh, Kubiak. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna what's be rooting your, for Rocky. What's your worst so far? The Ooh, Packers. Worst. You think No 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 Arizona, Arizona, Arizona. Sorry. You think Kingsbury. I think Kingsbury. Why? I mean, I maybe mean, it's just just something stupid to point out, but I mean, you got fired from not being a good enough coach at That's Texas true. Tech, yeah. and you Pretty get a head awful. coaching job in the NFL. I don't get that. <laughs> Mateo, your worst coaching hire. Ooh, there's a. Uh, I, I'm having a hard time trying to figure out which one I really disliked out of everything. Um, I don't know. I, I thought I thought the Jets for for the market that they're in. Um, it depends on how you view it. You're, you're excited about Gase. I'm mixed on Gase. I didn't like the way he utilized his talent in Miami. I would rather have McCarthy than Gase. I, I, I kind of come away with that, too. The talent he had in Miami was overhyped, all right? Do we really think Kenny Stills? Do we really think um, – who is the other wide receiver? Devontae Parker. Parker, who's always But hurt. it's a first-round pick. That, but when he played, he produced. And, oh, and I get that Drake they had – I had the, the issues with the – Tannehill um, was pretty bad. Practicing. Their, their defense he was good. He turned Tannehill into a solid quarterback. Oh, so, he I did mean, a lot with Tannehill, but he also brought in Jay Cutler and made it work with Jay Cutler. This is a guy who had no, three No, Jay Cutler was terrible but there. He, no, he made it work with Jay Cutler, right? He It was a sinking ship that didn't go down as fast as it was supposed to, well, especially when you had just lost Tannehill. Then you decide well, that you the don't big, have Osweiler. I think the bigger reason why Manning got it, because I think, uh, not Manning, uh, Gase got it, because Peyton Manning just had a dinner conversation with the GM uh, and convinced him. You, you got to push from there. I mean, he that's, had a good, that's a good reference. Yeah, you did have, good, I mean, you're the Jets GM. I mean, I think if any reliable source talks, you're just going to say, oh, that sounds good. I'm gonna do I, that. Think, I think the worst hire of the offseason, you mentioned it before you mentioned uh, Arizona, is Green Bay going with Lafleur. Uh, I just don't understand it. You were brought in as an offensive coordinator in Tennessee, and the, uh, the offense regressed, and you have Aaron Rodgers, who's, you know, I don't think he's better than Drew Brees, but he's a really good quarterback, you know. Uh, and and he could honestly, you don't even need an offensive coordinator. You could just have Drew, uh, Aaron Rodgers going into the uh, into the huddle and calling his own plays because he was doing it anyway with Mike McCarthy. You need somebody to address that defense on uh, in Green Bay. That's like a that. But have I will say, why does Gase get a free pass? But how come Lafleur doesn't get a pass because he went through? He had Blaine Gabbard as his quarterback for most of the year. Marcus was hurt, and he they were shuffling so many guys in that receiver. Corey Davis was banged up. And um, I thought he did a good job of, and I like what a Titans fan said on Reddit. I'm pulling a random Titan, Titans fan from Reddit. But he said that they, he felt that they utilized what was there. And you kind of saw it at the end of the year. He, he saw Derrick Henry was the guy that should have been. And he fundled, fundled it, funneled the carries towards Derrick Henry. He got the run game going. I think he would know how they utilized talent compared to McCarthy there. Would you rather, would you rather uh, coach the Dolphins or the Titans? Oof. Right now. God, just because I Tennessee, I would take Tennessee. Interesting. Okay, I would, I would go Miami because I know that there was actually. I take that. Let me rephrase that question. If you were if you were in either one of these coaches' positions last year, you were either before the season this season started. Would you have rather been coaching the Titans or would you have rather been coaching? Uh, would you have rather been offensive coordinator for the Titans or head coach of the Dolphins? I know it's I know it's apples and oranges technically, but which one would you have rather been? I'd still go with Tennessee. I trust there's more stability with their ownership. Interesting. Miami's okay. ownership's terrible. I think both will. Tennessee just doesn't have nearly the amount of talent that they need. Well, we, we can go back to that. The division, look how, how weak we've criticized for the last couple of weeks how bad that division is that Tennessee is in. At least you don't yeah. At least you don't have to play Tom Brady twice a year. Yeah, that's true. Well, that I mean, that's the thing is you don't have to play Tom Brady twice a year. So I think that's that's something that you have to account for. All right, uh, that will wrap up the uh, divisional round recap. As we move forward, we have 
the uh, Kansas City Chiefs hosting the New England Patriots in the AFC Championship game. The New Orleans Saints will be hosting the Los Angeles Rams in the NFC Championship game. Uh, it is now time for Tim Brown's stat of the day. We will also get Tim's take on the NFC Championship game. And he's also got a little bit of baseball slash football talk for us. So it's now it's time for Tim Brown's stat of the day. All right, we welcome friend of the show, recurring guest, Tim Brown. Tim, how are you doing? Uh, pretty good. How are you guys doing tonight? We're doing all right. Doing our, good. Our teams aren't in their respective conference championship game, but you get a chance to celebrate that. But we will get into that in a second. First, give us your stat of the day. Um, I had a really lame one about Pittsburgh for you guys today, and then something cool popped across my screen, so I'm going with that one instead. Okay. This is the first time in 68 games that a Tom Brady-led Patriots team is not favored going into a game. Oh! I hate, I hate that's a Patriots stat, though. Okay, what's up? Why Why are they not favored? I don't know. I guess Kansas City's that good at Arrowhead. Yeah, we'll see. I think they're yeah, really overrated. All right, the outlook, not good. Not good. All right, that's a good stat, though. Thank you, Tim. You've been coming with them lately. That, I was surprised when I saw that one. I was very... Uh, Impressed by somebody's knowledge on that. I don't know who to think, but thank, shout out to that guy. You heard my Saban stat last week, right? Or last episode? Yes, your Saban one. That was great. Oh, dude, yeah. I did so much research for that when I should have been doing actual work at work. But, yeah. Mateo, this one. Saban, one and four all time in games located in El Paso and or west of. <laughs> so, he cannot coach on the west coast. God, it was during college, right? Just during college. Just during college. Well, his NFL, he never actually came out west coast and lost. So that, I mean, he never actually. No, I don't think they came out to the west coast in general. The, the they one never they played against the Raiders or the Chargers. They hosted. They hosted him because he was only there for a season and a half. So I, I believe. Really? Yeah, uh, he was only there for two years. So I don't even know if he got a full two seasons. In, to be completely honest. The one I really liked was when he was down. T- uh, the last time he was down twenty-one zero, it was to the Buffalo Bills, and J.P. Lozman was the quarterback. Oh God! Like the Sabian, uh, Sabian, uh, Sabian, and the Patriots both. Like the stats that they have on how dominant their teams have been. It's it's incre- It's crazy. We could spend a whole show on it. We could, but we won't. All right, uh, Tim, give us your thoughts on the L.A. Rams New Orleans Saints uh, rematch. I mean, both conference championship games are going to be rematches of games earlier in the year, but this one happened more frequently. Do you actually I got a question? Do you think okay. Marcus Peters is going to knock out Sean Payton? Um, I, you know, no. Ah, so you're, so you're leaning it. towards them having gumbo after. So I'm not going to watch this game. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's not going to be, hopefully he's smart enough to avoid jail time. This is what I've told many friends over the years. Um, why are you going to go to jail? I, well, he probably has bail money, but Many of my friends that I've told this to, we don't have bail money for you, so I'm I'm sorry. Don't do that. Don't be stupid. <laughs> You're is just he, gonna hurt yourself. He's gonna be chirping at Sean Payton though. Start at the start of the game for sure. Absolutely, or any interception or any play he makes, he will be looking over at the sideline. Oh yeah. Why was he mad at him in the first place? It just the the comment he made at post game, Sean Payton. Yes. Okay. I guess Sean Payton was saying something after the game, and you know. If you don't have something nice to say, don't say it at all. Unless you have, a, unless you're Rams on a podcast. Players, we've seen some Rams players this year maybe go into the stands after fans and 
you know, really that was, that was that awesome. That was very, that letting him know you, that you are very much about that life. Is it Rams players or is it just Marcus Peters? Yeah, just Marcus Peters. I feel like it's just – he got into it with Cooper after the uh, Cowboy game too. I didn't even see that until oh, this morning. That was a bitch move on Cooper's part. <laughs> I didn't Walk, see that, yeah. Cooper walked up to him with his helmet on. Uh, I never understand move. guys that punch with helmets on. That's pretty stupid. They didn't even punch. They, like, slapped. Yeah. You know what I'm going to miss, though? Uh, the one thing I will miss with the Eagles losing is uh, Michael Bennett's uh, shoulder pads. Ah, yes. Uh, and or lack thereof. He's got his kicker pads on. <laughs> Dude, they're not even kicker pads. No, that's what he said. He wears kicker pads. It looks like they took like they took football pads and they are like like pads that he's supposed to wear and they just literally took off as much as possible and they're like, "Yes, this will pass." Like How took about off. Uh, they're soft pads. They're not hard plastic. How about the Saints playing Dreams and Nightmares in the locker room after that win? Oh, yeah. oh, nice. I like that. Troll level oh, on 100 solid emoji. Solid petty level. 100 emoji. All right, Tim. Hunt. So, yeah, what do you think what do you think about this? Seriously, what do you think about your team's chances? Uh, I don't know. Probably forty-eight percent. All right. Uh, we'll see if forty-eight percent changes <laughs> on the next episode when you come back with your other stat of the day. We have one more piece of information to discuss with you, Kyler Murray. What the hell yes. is going on over there? Uh, I don't know. He wants to get paid. He says he wants this. He wants the Oakland A's to pay him fifteen million dollars. So that would bring the total to twenty million dollars, and he will not enter the NFL draft. Of course, he could 15 always fifteen million. He could always return for a senior season at, at Oklahoma, which is doubt not going to happen. But yeah, not going to happen. He's asking for fifteen more million that would, dollars. That would break the record for most money given to a first round player, wouldn't it? I don't know. I don't even know. He's just saying, "Hey, give me some more money, and I will. I will not play football. Damn. Otherwise, I'm going to go play football." Because he's got apparently his reference says, or you know, when they when they get their uh, draft where they should be drafted. Um, I'm the losing the fucking five. term. <laughs> the projection. Um, they get their insider projection where they're going to be drafted. He's he's supposed to go towards the top. Yeah, they gave him a first round, and it's pretty rare for underclassmen. Uh, gosh, it was Patrick Mahomes had a second. Yeah. Like they they're really conservative. He will with make that. more money if he's a first round draft pick in the NFL, but it'll be smarter on well, his body to play baseball. They projected at if he's drafted at pick fifteen, that's the equivalent of what the A's are offering. Interesting, Tim. What do you what do you have to think? Um, if I'm Oakland, I'm saying okay, go ahead and play football. I don't care. We still have your draft rights. Go and ahead they and get try to make it in the NFL as what? What did you say he was? Five nine, five ten. Yeah, if that. As a five nine, five ten quarterback, unless you're trying to switch positions like Denard Robinson, and become a running back or something. But I don't see that happening. Okay. Well, here's the thing. So the A's get a compository pick for him if he does in fact go to the draft. But let's say he does sustain an injury, where he's he's no, he's his NFL future is compromised. What type of an injury is it where you're cool with that if you're the A's and you still own his rights and you're just like, oh, we'll try and get the most for you what we can because we've already paid you. We're not paying you the extra $15 million. We got you for five or whatever it is. So let's like let's say he, he tears his ACL and he's never the same uh, football player again, so he's like, I'm going to go play baseball. Do you want a uh, ACL weekend uh, Kyler Murray if you're the A's? I think from the A's standpoint, I did a little bit of research on this. The, the highest paid player for them last year was Crash Davis. Um, yes, I said Crash Davis on purpose, but he uh, he made $16.5 million for a one-year deal with them. He's projected to get 18.1 in arbitration. The next highest-paid player is uh, Piscotti, who has traded to Oakland for a wonderful reason. And uh, he's still owed, I want to say, 30 – no, I'm sorry. He's owed like $28 million still on his uh, deal, but he's only getting paid $7 million a year. So why are you going to pay this kid who has shown nothing to you in baseball terms, nothing that amount of money. Yeah, I'd, I'd pay. I'd offer more than the number one pick just to keep him. 
I'm, if I'm the A's, I'm saying go ahead and have fun. Go play football. Go ahead and try. You, you don't get it. From what I was reading, uh, it conflicts with what Jeff saw. I saw that they don't get anything if he goes to the NFL, so they lose a top 10 pick. They don't. They well, give him I, no comp pick. I heard they won't get a top 10 pick, but they get a pick back for him. The, the A's you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, I they, thought they would, but I, I, I heard they get nothing. They'll get a pick, they'll get a pick that's like after the 32nd pick. It's like between like 33 to like 30-something. Like okay, re- you're still getting a, you can still get a decent prospect for that. So from what I it's heard, not, it's not I like understand is they still maintain his rights. So it's like Russell Wilson going to spring training with the Yankees. He's still technically on their team. He's just playing football. And he's already signed his minor league contract. So that's where it's coming in. That's where he's able to finagle these things. Is that for him to get the $15 million, the A's have to sign him to the 40-man roster and make him a 40-man roster player in order to bump up his salary and pay him as an MLB player. See, that's the only thing that the 40-man spot, especially with Bean, I got imagine that's got to make him very, very just queasy when he sees that, that he has his roster spot tied up to a guy that hasn't proven anything there. But, I mean, honestly, where are they? Like you just showed, where else are they spending the money? This guy, I mean, the MLB marketing team stepped in to try to to see if they could keep this guy. They feel that he has some potential. Why not offer more than the number one pick? You're not paying guys anyway. He has potential, but so does every other person that got drafted, you know. But it's he was a top ten or... pick. Who was the last number one overall pick to make it to the major leagues? He didn't actually have like a He's not a number career. one pick, but from their from their perspective, for and they love their draft picks, for them to miss out on this guy, it's it comes back to bite them because that's something that since they don't shell out the money for free agents, they're built on their farm system. Yeah, that's true, and I don't, I don't think it's gonna hurt him though, Mateo. That's the thing is, I don't, I don't see Murray as being the stud athlete that you're gonna really care if he goes play, goes and plays football over. I don't think he's that good of a baseball player. I, you know, I, I honestly, I don't, I really don't think. I mean, because he doesn't offer the power upside. It's more of a defensive from everything that I read on the scouting reports. And maybe you get a decent on base, and if he's on base, his speed's awesome. But I just think from a marketing standpoint. You need something to compete in this market because they're planning to stay. The Raiders are going to be gone. The Warriors are going to be gone. Murray would be a great guy to have as the face of your franchise with Davis and Chapman. Yeah, and uh, Jerkson Profar, who they just picked up. I think he's going to be the – I think he's a name that the A's are definitely banking on coming up and being a good and solid person in their lineup. I, I don't – it's Oakland, you know. We've seen this time and time again where they have – these stud players that they just get rid of or they just have all these crazy picks that they just get rid of because for whatever dumb reason and they still make the playoffs because they can <laughs> I, I don't understand it I don't get it but from my point of view I don't think it's stupid of him to go to the NFL because I don't see him physically able to make it in baseball you're at least getting a guaranteed contract you're getting guaranteed money it is true. I, I have to agree with you with that. Um, all right, Tim, settle us this debate real quick before you go. Thank you for that analysis, by the way. Um, which is the worst coaching hire thus far? Do you think it is LaFleur going to Green Bay? Do you think it is Gase going to New York? Or do you think it is Kingsbury going to Arizona? Uh, I You know, my early prediction is going to be Kingsbury going to Arizona. So Flan's right. Because because I really want to see him trade Seth Rosen or Rosen just, Josh just Rosen. to do it and try to go. Yeah, Seth, Josh, I can't remember, dude. Seth Rollins. So that's all right. There's a lot of people. Yeah, Seth Rosen. Yeah, I really care that much about that guy. Anyway, he did so <laughs> good last year. Um, 
He could he be the next Jared Goff. Yeah, but what, he's going to throw picks and <laughs> miss open receivers and just <laughs> airball the throws? Single back, God. <laughs> Not a huge fan of Goff. Okay. Still. <laughs> all right. But I, I don't know. I think they're all I think they're all horrible hires. How about that? Okay. Oh, shit yeah, right. Vic Fangio's a good one. Thank you for taking the definitive side there. I don't think anybody – I think Kingsbury's the biggest name out there. Lef, I don't even know. Lefleur. Lefleur. That was, that's just a terrible hire in Green Bay. I love how he tried I to get mean, his – I mean, unless he's going to go try to coach hockey in the meantime and just bank off his last name. I love how they tried to get those like – uh, They tried to get the uh, – Quarterbacks coach and passing game coordinator from the Niners and Shanahan's like, nope, you're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> not even if it's your brother. He said, nope. No, I like that. I like something that I brought up to Jeff the other day that I want to ask you two about. Who were you pulling for, the Rams or the Cowboys? I was pulling for the uh, Cowboys. Mateo, I was pulling for the Rams. I just feel that it. I was my explanation. You know, listen to the podcast. You'll hear my explanation with the Rams. Say, that's a plug. The, we did touch on this a little earlier. Sorry, Tim. My spoiler. Alert. But I'm rooting for the Saints next week. Well, that's, I understand that. So here's the reason why I asked is I saw a lady decked out head to toe in Niner gear. I mean, just hat. She even had gloves. I was impressed. Walks past the Cowboys fan and says, oh, yeah, go Dallas. So where, when has this oh. interstate <laughs> hatred come about? You know, you've always known that it's the NorCal hates SoCal more than SoCal even recognizes NorCal. You know, like it's just that's how it is. I mean, I get it, but at some point, you got to stand up for your state, right? Nah, no, beat no. LA. Oh, hell no. I don't know, man. I don't know. You'll never. They, they also they also the take they, they take our water down there too. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> it's man. deeper than sports. It's I, deeper I sure, than as sports. Much, as much as I ended up rooting for the Rams uh, yesterday, I want to go up to some Cowboys fan and be like, "I hope you win." I honestly wish it was like a tie and both your teams lost. Or right? Yeah, you, I think you'd be more inclined <laughs> to tell me. That's, why, that's why I said last week. Wait, can both these teams? Yeah, it's yeah. like the Patriots Seahawks Super Bowl. Let's not even play the game. Yeah. So you guys are just hoping there's some sort of, you know, military attack on the United States and they ended up hitting the L.A. Coliseum that day. No, 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 Flan said something really good. It's that you hope that Goff and Dak go off and then both teams have to pay both those guys and they have to let somebody else go. I figured that can get paid no matter what. I figure either one of them would take care of the other one and then they, you know, Drew Breeses would just yep. be sitting there waiting to take care of him if they even got that far. But, you know, they barely snuck by Philly, so i got to watch my mouth. But, you know, my, my confidence should be restored by the end of the week. Those so Rams, they shut down Zeke hard. hard. He ate too much of that hard. Chick-fil-A going yeah. into the game. He was not ready. <laughs> he was not ready. All right. That's the frustrating point for me is you see their defense do something like that, then you see them give up 60 stupid points. Stupid plays. Yeah, 60 points to the Chiefs. <laughs> it wasn't 60. Uh, it was pretty close. It was close. <laughs> close. Yeah, but who won the game? Uh, they, you know, the Rams. Okay. I don't know. When it comes to that, that kind of game, is that kind of, that kind of, I guess you can, like, hang your hat on that game. But at the same time, you're like, damn, we really just a win's a win, man. It's either, you're, either winning, you're either winning 6-3 to three or you're winning 56-53, to 53, you know? It's Good just, thing you guys weren't an arrowhead. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to my buddy, Hiley. Uh, you can win by one or you can win by a million. A win is a win. A win true, is a true. win. All right. Thank you, Tim. We will talk to you on the next show. Maybe. Maybe I'll fall asleep. Okay. If it's any later than this. We'll be 30 minutes Jeez. late now. All right. Jeez. God. Hey, I've been waking up at four and working 10-hour days. Oh, no. Very hard working, can you in, man. Can you insert a small violin sound? I was going to say, I might even just start oh. playing Fortunate Son by CCR right now. Just bam, bam, bam. Man, I challenge, 
Jeff, I know you can't hang in the work that I do. I probably not. That's why I I've talk. seen your I've seen your physique and I've seen your oh, physical that, that hurts. aptitude. <laughs> that really hurts. Okay. Damn. I'm uh, built below the belt all day. I'm built like a runner and a swimmer. Okay, man. What can I? I can't help it. Right. You're skinny fat. Thank you. No. Okay. I'll not tolerate <laughs> that. All right. Thanks, Tim. Have a good one. Have a good one, guys. See you, Bye. Tim. See you, Tim. There are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner, ultimate winner. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Losers, 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 losers. Winners and losers for the divisional round recap episode. All right, uh, let's start off with John Jones. Guys, he did not fail his drug test. That the post UFC 232 drug test. Basically, he, he passed all drug tests leading up to, during, and after. So, John Jones is vindicated. He's clean. Winner. I think we could just we could put him unanimously on the winner's list, correct? Yeah, Dana White winner, too. All right. Yeah, Dana gets to protect a cash cow. Yeah. One cash cow for you, Dana White, sir. Um, although, you know, that, that fight against Gustafsson, like, you know, like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of cheering for Gustafsson there because it was such a good fight the last time. And I thought, like, all right. But now that John Jones is clean, I feel like it's okay to cheer for him again. Because, you know, just I wasn't sure exactly what was going on with him. Thank you for the delayed reaction. Uh, I just, you know, not that I hate John Jones. It was just I wasn't sure how to approach that. Like, man, you're really good. But, like, do you cheat or do you just have, a, like, a drug problem, you know? And it turns out he might just have a drug problem. And hopefully he's got, got a grip on it, you know? All right. Uh, next up on the winner's losers list, we have the NCAA football transfer portal. Ooh. Have you guys heard of this? I didn't know about it until this weekend. Can you want to say that in the microphone, please? I didn't hear about it until this weekend. Okay. So the transfer portal is not an imaginary thing. It's just where guys go and they can sign up. It doesn't mean that they're actually transferring. It's just letting other schools know, hey, I'm thinking about transferring from my school. Start and recruiting it's, me. It's basically like a Craigslist for recruits. Yeah. And uh, it's most notable, most notable uh, members, I guess you could say, of the portal right now are Braxton Burmeister, the Oregon quarterback that was backing up um, Herbert. I'm blanking on his name. Herbert. Uh, since he's coming back to Oregon, that means that Burmeister is ready to transfer, uh, or at least he's he's considering it. He's looking into it. And then uh, Jalen Hurts, because you just you're not going away from Tua mm-hmm. Tagovailoa, even if he turns into Tua, turn the ball over. Like it's you're not going away from Tua. Okay. So Jalen Hurts. I don't know where he's gonna go, but he's in the portal. Uh, what do you guys think? Is this a win or a lose? I think this is a pretty cool feature. I'm not gonna lie, but I don't want to sway your guys' opinions. You go for it, Miguel. Do they do they sit out? Do they have to sit out, or if they're in there? That's fr- interesting. Uh, what that's I what, what I've heard from it is that they they don't lose their scholarship, but I don't know if it says anything about them having to sit out. Either way, I like it. It's it's the rare thing where you know the NCAA actually lets players have mm-hmm. some sort of freedom. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's awesome, and he gets to go and check out all these campuses and show up at games, and you know, hurts as a. He's definitely worth having on your campus. Clan. Uh, yeah, Hertz is good. Um, yeah, I like it though. It's freedom, like Mateo said. Um, yeah. You're a fan, so this is a win. We I think like it's the, a win. We like the transfer portal. Okay. Do you like it? Yeah. No, I think I'm. A, I'm a big fan. Good. Yeah. Glad. So, um, yeah. Uh, okay. Moving on. Flip tables if you weren't. Next up <laughs> on the winners losers, please don't. There's some equipment <laughs> here. Uh, next up on the winners losers list, we have Oracle Park. Not Oracle Arena, not it AT&T Park. Ring. It's now just they've smooshed them together. Oracle Park, and what do you, what do you guys think? It's not as bad as Monster Park. No, Monster Park has some better. It flows better than Oracle Park. Monster Park, but it wasn't Monster Energy Drink. It was Monster. Let's help you find a job. Yeah, that was <laughs> weird. Yeah. Uh, so Mateo, what do you think? 
I, I think it's awesome that we can go from Oracle Arena to Oracle Park. I'm not really too attached to team names or uh, stadium names. Stadium sponsors. Oh, I, yeah. sponsors. Oh, I'm very attached to stadium names. There are some people that never stop calling it Pac Bell. My dad is. Yeah, it's, my yeah, dad is true. The Pac Bell. Yeah. yeah, which is interesting because Though I think it'll be hard to me not to call it AT and T. Yeah, I'm gonna, gonna be AT and T. Yeah, some people are saying, "Oh, I've always called AT and T." It's like bullshit. It's been, you know, it, it transferred around a bunch. So the Giants put yeah, out. Yeah, like tweet. in ten years though from now, I'll probably call it. Ar- I'll probably be called calling it Oracle. What, what's it like for Oracle to go from a team OP. like the Warriors to going to a rebuilding uh, Giants team? What if we just started calling it something cool like the Op OP Oracle Park? You know, like we, I, go, I, we go I, into I, the Op. Nah, uh, just yeah, they were like, uh, what, what are you saying? We're going to the OP and CB, the Oracle Park at China Basin. They'd be like, where are you buying drugs from? Nah, man, you down with OBCB? That's, we could, our OPCB. Yeah, 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 bro, yeah, you, yeah, know, yeah. you know me, I'm down with OPCB. Yeah. Uh, Oracle Park at China Basin. Okay. I'm sure glad they paid for all that money for anyway. their team to have to have the name just anyway, butchered. I thought at first it was just kind of tributary because they, you know, the Warriors were coming to San Francisco. The Giants were just kind of like, hey, sorry, Oakland, like we'll take sponsorship rights. But then I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Anyway, the Giants put out a tweet that said, no caption necessary, hashtag SF Giants. Thank you, AT&T, 20 years of magical moments, list 60 million fans, 530 straight sellouts, three World Series trophies. Now, that's a great touching tweet. My problems arise with it is that, hey, you're not tearing the park down. You're just changing names or changing sponsor names, right? Like you're still gonna have mm-hmm. sellouts because people like the Giants. Well, and I don't know about the sellouts. I part. think no, I think it's gonna happen still. And then my issue was, and I'm, you know, I'll self-plug my own Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at jw underscore zsr. But I tweeted at them. I said, well, for starters, it opened it. This was my, you know, old man. Nobody really cares about you know your online presence, but I did it anyway. I said, well, it opened in in 2000. So that's only 19 years. You know, last time I checked my math correctly, they haven't started playing the 2019 season Good yet. Job. Thank you. <laughs> uh, that's uh, my parents would be proud of that. The education is paying off. And then I said, and then there was Pac Bell, then SBC, then it bought AT and T. But who keeps track of those things anyway? But hey, shitty social media posts hopefully means more focus on the front office and farm system. Mic drop. I'm a two-mile horn there. I thought I got the Giants pretty well, good. Well, we were talking about this before the show. So you said SBC, did they buy out Pac Bell? No. Uh, or is it, well, SBC paid more than Pac Bell to, to okay, sponsor so it, and then SBC bought out AT&T, but, uh, but remained under the AT&T umbrella. So like when you did the math, did you go back to when the SBC? Because then the Pac Bell is the only one that doesn't really count, right? Either way, they botched it. They shouldn't well, have put a date on there. I was, agree with that. It was Pac Bell. It opened in 2000, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. It opened in 2000. It was Pac Bell Park, and then it was SBC Park, I believe, from 04 to 06, and then from 06 to now. Or no, it was it was SBC from 06 to to 2009. So really, they should have just said like 10 years because that's really what it was yeah, at AT&T. It, it kept They're it really just simple. treating the entire park like it's like, a, a, you know, and it's, I don't get it. You know, that's, it's like, I wish it had an, I wish it had a different nickname than, uh, than like, you know, like Candlestick. Candlestick was always Candlestick. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if that was actually like the stick, you know, like mm-hmm. you could say it was still Monster Field or whatever the hell they were calling it towards the end, but it was still the stick. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and, and it's like, you don't really, I don't know really know what you could say other than like, you know, oh, that's Willie Mays Field. Just, like, I feel like for us, it's like whenever, like in, even in 10 years now, whenever something says like games at Oracle, you're, think, you're just going to think of the arena. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm always yeah. going to think of dubs. Roracle. Actually, I think that's how we'll decipher it is you got to, if you Roracle. were, if you're an actual yeah. Warriors fan from the area, you'll know that they called it Roracle. That was, uh, that's what the kids on the streets called it, you know, the, the cool kids. Or um, just be saying they're playing in San Francisco. That's all. Or we're going to start saying well that. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying, man. You're down with OPCB. 
we gotta we gotta it's an it's an extra syllable too long, so we gotta we gotta find a way to say that faster. Yeah, I'm really instead of playing eighteen T as all on Yeah, I'm gonna give it eighteen T. So it's safe to say that this was a a loser. Yeah, loser. All right, next up, loser. Next up on the winners losers list, we have uh I just have a note here that says NFL lockout dash twenty twenty one question mark. So apparently the NFL Players Association is saying oh, they're gonna they're gonna miss that whole entire season yeah. for sure. They, they mean, with, how, with how bad of a contract it was in their last negotiation, how fed up the players are with the owners right now. Mm-hmm. With the so you social, think this is for real? Just, oh yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be just like the '95 uh, baseball um, strike, whatever they had. It's gonna be the same thing in 2021. They're not gonna have a half a season, I think, wow. or full season. Because okay, so with how pissed off the players are with the social justice and everything, yeah, and then with their uh, with having no health care after, um, mm-hmm. and then and they and then they even know just even, owners being cheap in general. Yeah, and you have Sherman, who's one of the smarter players in the NFL, coming out saying that they they're getting screwed. They, that was one of the worst. And I think he's part of one of the unions too, either yeah. the team union or he's part of the NFL. So and he's then, gonna have a big say in this. And so then you see people, the people all consistently talk about how that was one of the worst agreements. They I mean the players just sign it because they wanted to give fans an opportunity to l- watch some football. Yeah. But I think they're this time they're gonna there put their foot in the dirt and say hell no we ain't crossing this line so i think they they, they, cause they got screwed on that one that's a loss for the nfl then um oh, i think we can put that down they're on the losers list that's a loss for the nfl but i could see like a replacements like the movie you know like there's something like that happening where it's just like let's go well they're doing I something s- similar that weren't that uh, for a one year whenever they had some lockout one well, year. well yeah, that was the replacement refs um and no, they like didn't they have like actual players like they like, did no 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 that, that, that was a world war ii number no, they II. did have replacements in the either was it the 70s i remember that story with washington washington had replacement players and then the players came back and they won the super bowl and the players that were replacements uh they didn't feel they properly got you know did yeah, it. yeah yeah whatever sorry um, but then we're also going to have the XFL, the a- American uh, American Football Af- Alliance or whatever Yay. the hell it's called. There's going to be like three or four pseudo leagues popping up here in the next couple years that like, let's say if the NFL does get canceled, you could still get your football fix. It won't, you know, and then there's always college football. It won't be the NFL that you know and love. God, all of this sounds awful. Yeah, but it'll, there'll be lots of different leagues. Hey, it's like how it is in Europe with, with soccer, right? Like Ugh. there's a ton of different leagues. So you can always get your fix for soccer going on. Or football. All right, moving on. Next up on the winners losers list, the Philadelphia Phillies. Are they winners or losers because they are currently the odds-on favorite to land Bryce Harper? I would say personally they're a loser if you're going to pay him 400 fucking million dollars for a 10-year deal. That's ridiculous. No, good uh, for them. I pay him. Uh I, th- I don't think the 10-year deal and the the I don't I think, think you're paying $400 to a player that batted 215 last year. 400 million. I mean, my, my bad. Yeah, you're wow. It would have been a bargain wow. for them. I was yeah, like, right. damn. But I think you're paying that. I mean, I mean <laughs> that, 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 those, that, that's, those are literally Barry Bonds. That's what Barry Bonds, if he was playing in today's game, that's what Barry Bonds should would be getting. Mm-hmm. And Harper isn't anywhere close to where mm-hmm. that is. Yeah. So. They're, they're an in-between. If they get Harper, they're winners. If they don't get him, they're losers. That's so the easiest way to put it. It's up in the air. We're yeah. not sure. I, put, I think he's an easy – I think him and Machado are an easy – 300 plus million pay. Well, it's funny that you bring him up because next up on the winners losers list, we have Manny Machado. And he is uh, currently pondering over an eight year offer from the Chicago White Sox. So, uh, Machado, winner or loser, uh, I guess it depends on the outcome of what he decides to do. Would you take the eight year offer from Chicago White Sox? Do you know how much money they're offering him for eight years? 
I just know the length of the deal. I don't know how much. They haven't said the the money, but uh, how was it? The Phillies. The Phillies guy said it was ridiculous what they were offering for either guy because they just really want them. So I imagine the White Sox contract is crazy too. Interesting. All right, so I'll put Machado down as a winner because. You know, He's a uh, winner. The White Sox will be losers if they don't get him. Okay, interesting. Because okay. they've done everything they can to get him. They got him their brother-in-law. They've got him one of his best friends on the team. Um, so they're trying everything they can to get him. And so if you can't sell that, If you can't get him after you've recruited all the family, yeah, you're a loser. Yeah. Flan, what, what do you thought on that? Thoughts on that? What, Machado the Sox? Yeah. Um... Machado the White Sox. He isn't. Yeah, White Sox. He doesn't really fit in the south, or maybe he does fit in South Side. He's kind of a <laughs> dirty player sometimes. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, that's where we're going with it. Thank Cubs, you. Cubs fans would hate him. They Great would despise analysis. him. Okay. Uh, well, that'll do it for winners and losers. <laughs> Moving along, I just want to do a quick little update because you know uh, the unfortunate truth is is that football season <laughs> is coming to an end here, so we will be shifting. Uh, no hockey coverage on this episode. We are getting closer to that, so hockey cohort, hang with us there. Uh, but let's touch upon the NBA standings. Um, so the Warriors were kind of counted out, and they, they took care of the Mavs today. And I'm looking at the standings, and the Warriors are only a half game behind the Nuggets. Who They were like a Patriots counted out, right? Yeah, right. So surprise, the Nuggets actually playing very well. Uh, who's your biggest surprise from the Western Conference this far into the season? Flan, go. Uh... Uh, biggest surprise. Biggest surprise in the Western Conference. I think Conference. is how bad the Suns are. Interesting. You thought the Suns were going to be way better. I thought they'd be better with uh, Booker and uh, Aiden. Aiden, yeah. And even Ariza there. But Dude, I mean, I, they, I, that was probably my biggest surprise, how so bad they are. So you thought that the Suns were... I thought they'd be like a middle, like a, like a six... Like really? six, seven in the playoffs. Wow! You thought you expected a big leap, or leap from them. I was, I, I like Booker. If a you lot. remember early on in the inception of the show, we had a winners losers where Devin Booker said that he wanted the Suns to be in the playoffs next year, oh. and we joked around and we said, "Ha, where are you getting traded?" Or he said he wants to be in the playoffs next year, and we said, "Ha, where are you getting I traded?" That, I thought they. I thought. I thought they were. I thought they. I mean, I think this coach they got from from Europe is just screwing them. Yeah. He's not very good. I think if they have the right coach and the right coaching to. to Coach these players. I think you have a pretty good team. I mean, Isn't that they're, they're kind of like the Dolphins of basketball. They hired well. They hired that European coach, and everybody thought they were going to go Doncic, and like, then they yeah. and then they went Aiden, which just doesn't make any sense. Was Aiden? Do, I haven't really watched them. Has Aiden done anything, or is he just kind of as a? He's kind of picked it. He's picked it up. A decent player. I mean, you know, for a rookie. Uh, Isn't like Luka Doncic though. No. Let's see. In his last game against the Nuggets, where the Suns actually won 102-93, DeAndre Aiden. Had 30 minutes, 13 point or 13 rebounds and 22 points. So oh, that's pretty good. So let's see, what is he averaging this year so far? I still don't. I still don't. Uh, I will never forgive him for his stupid second round knockout in the uh, March Madness. He's group. averaging absolutely <laughs> ate my bracket. He ruined my bracket. Yes, <laughs> it wasn't just, just him. It was one. the entire. It was the entire team. Tore He's averaging 31 minutes a game, averaging 16.6 points, shooting 59 percent from the field goal range, Yeesh. and he's got. Or field goal range, just from around you know around the court, and then he's got about ten point seven. So he's a double uh, rebounds a game. So he's a double double player right now. Mateo, who is your biggest surprise from the Eastern Conference? Oh, I gotta scroll up. Oh, sorry. What about the three teams under five hundred that are in the playoff race in the East? Can we can we give that? Well, I mean the East. That's is true, kind of I like I like the way it's more I like the way it's more disappointing than it is surprising. Um, surprising. Mm, 
You are speaking no, of nothing, the Hornets, Magic, really. and Pistons that are, uh, and the Wizards who are all know, competing I, for it's, seven. It's and eight easy right Toronto now. just because of watching the way Leonard's gone in there and was turned them really into. I, I, I guess that surprises the Pelicans. Or, no, they're in the Western. Never mind, they're in the Western. Yeah, but we say, crushed them earlier a little bit for when we when they traded for Leonard. We we thought it was great. You got a great player, but we weren't sure about the long term. How is it? Was it worth getting a guy so like that? But they put themselves. They're they're clearly better than so everybody for that in the reason, East. It's surprising. I think so. I really do because we. I believe we thought Boston was. Did we assume Boston and uh, Philly were probably going to make a jump over Toronto? Mm-hmm. I think the biggest uh, surprise so far has been the Celtics trying to figure everything out. It's either got to be the Celtics or the Bucks. The Bucks because the Bucks struggled with the Celtics so hard last year in the playoffs and ultimately got bounced. And then the Celtics coming out this year and it's like you've got Kyrie, you've got Gordon Hayward, you've got Jason Tatum, you've got Jalen Brown. You've uh, who else do you have? Uh, Terry Rozier, who was you know supposed to be mm-hmm. good, um, I'm blanking on another one that they got over there and too. You have the, you have, you have oh, Al Horford. So you have all these pieces, and right now you're only the fifth seed in the East. Mm-hmm. You are you are two, uh, three and a half games up on the Miami Heat for for the five seed right now. You're uh, two games behind Philly. The Pacers have been playing very well, which I think is also an, another surprise. It's just interesting to see how the East is shaping up right now. Uh, Jason Kidd's turned himself into like Mark Jackson after oh watching God. the cha- the change that the bu- I mean here. the way the Bucks have played. Jesus. Okay, thank you for that. All right. On that note, uh, we have one segment left, and it is uh, coincidentally Flan's favorite segment. I think it's time for the pop culture update. Yeah. Are you are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, but we're still going to talk about it. Why? Well, because it's in the news. All right. I don't know if you guys have seen, but there's another season of The Bachelor. And guys. What? It's absolutely insane. I don't understand it. That's whatsoever. How can you do this? This is outrageous. It's absolutely outrageous. You have a bunch of women who are competing to get the attention of one guy. Who, by the way, he happens to be a virgin. So who knows what's going on with him? But, you know, I know it's such a big deal. Flan's freaking out. I don't know. It, it's just something that they're you talking about. You can literally about. get a gun and shoot me when you talk about The Bachelor. Okay. I I'm just, I'm same here. Dude, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. But it's like, it just, it aired last week. My girlfriend watched a three-hour premiere. There was some psycho Three-hour premiere? Three-hour premiere. Whoa, you guys it, don't have fantasy, like, Bachelor teams? No. It aired oh. during, the, na- it aired during got, the national championship game, so she had to watch it the next <laughs> night. But, yeah, there was some chick on there that faked a fucking... Australian accent that because w- she Yeah, that was probably the best thing. Oh and I was like, okay, God. that's that's all the Bachelor this I need so, this year. This is psychopathic behavior. She was very hot, though. In the name of love, my ass, these she bitches just want to be the Bachelorette next year. They don't actually want to win the show. They want to lose, so that way they can get cast for another season and of being on TV. Million dollars. Oh. Uh, also, he was what? His ex-girlfriend is uh, Ali, is it Rasman? I don't Ref- know. He I dated the gymnast. Ali Raisman? Yeah, that oh, was okay. his, that's his ex-girlfriend. And I was like, dude, so if that didn't work out. You shouldn't even be Put on the Bachelor. Put your mic back in. There you go. <laughs> Wait, he did uh, Ali Raisman? Yeah, he he mentioned yeah he mentioned her. Yeah, that was the other part that was well, shocking. I have a bunch of messed up jokes for that, but I will make those off show because oh, I know what you mean. extremely wow. inappropriate. So. Well, you uh, just kind of put yourself in a corner just by saying that. I'm yeah, saying, you well, really I'm did shut yourself up. You should have just not even said I'm that. I got the jokes, Mateo but I know. Mateo does not agree with anything that Jeff is saying I at this said, part of the segment. I got the jokes, but I know when and where to say them, and I, I will am. say them off air because, you know. But uh, who knows? Maybe they're just maybe they're just jokes about his virginity. You don't know. 
I just have a joke about the situation. I think anyone with a brain would know what you're talking about. Awkward <laughs> transition. We move on to, uh, so do you guys hear uh, Ray Shreman might be breaking up? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, so was it Slim Jimmy? I ain't got it? no type. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Bad bitches is the only thing <laughs> that I like. What's, it? what's his name? Uh, Slim Jimmy, and what's the other one? I don't know. Uh, it's something else. Maybe they make like some sick music. Some bangers. lit music. Yeah, okay. Well, I Good guess party music. I guess it's going to be over because one of them wants to break off. I don't somebody know. Somebody come get her. Brothers, She's right? dancing like Are a street. Really? That's what I thought when I looked it up. Somebody was t- somebody in the back at the w- in the warehouse was telling me they were brothers. You can't I, break up. I honestly, I honestly thought they were one person. So when I saw the breakup, I was like, oh, there are two people. And I was like, God, I'm so out of touch with hip-hop right now. God, man. I mean, like, you know, I don't even know the whole, like, backstory on them. I just know that they made, you know, popular music. And uh, apparently one of them thinks that they can do it on their own. So they're going to they're gonna break apart. Or there's, there's, it's rumblings. Whispers and rumblings that, that it could be happening. So we'll see as we move forward. The last one I have to offer up to you guys before we get to your pop culture updates. I know this is Flan's favorite segment, but I've kind of hijacked it. Is uh, we talked about this at the bar this past weekend. Lil Uzi Vert, I think I said oh, that correctly, yes. says that he is done making music and wants to go back to 2013 before he got famous. Flan, thoughts? I think it just shows you that a lot of people want to be famous, but they don't understand how much the, the cost of it could be. And I think I've been wondering that for a while. They, these people that get, get famous, that they actually really want that, or if they just wish they could just go back to just being a normal person. Because me personally, I would, if I would hate that i just want the cash that's all i mm-hmm. just want the cash but, the, but the like if you're like, if you're like a big time like a music artist or celebrity or something and getting like literally following what people like there's millions of people want to know everything about your per- your private life oh, that would awful. kill me yeah. i would never like that not signing up for that yeah that was like the argument i was having with my roommate would you take fame he asked would you take fame or would you take the money oh, like, the yeah, money. yeah money it'd the be money. oh i couldn't money. i couldn't imagine yeah there's lots of rich people that aren't in the news they do and they and you know what they run the fucking world so yeah, case in get, point and i get fired up arguing with people i couldn't imagine and some random person being like, "You suck at what you do." Just, or, just yeah, or just, some TMZ camera just showing yeah. your face as soon as you get off of a, a sixteen-hour oh, yeah, fl- like, flight. You, if, you have, if you have an opinion, there's, there's about a half million people who disagree with you and yeah. call you a racist. Oh, or oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You make yeah. one, you make the wrong public opinion, and boom, you're done. You're yeah. done. People are coming after you for your throats because they got offended by what you said. The thing I don't understand if you're about, if you know you're about to be famous, if I was you, I would just delete all my social media and just start over. Nicki Minaj did that. Where everybody's going. Do, yeah, that's yeah, what I would do. Yeah. yeah, that's the one smart thing that I will give Nicki Minaj credit for is when she. I watched that. Uh, like that when I was 17 or something like that. That's when she started to come up, and so uh, when she got, she said shortly after there, my career started to take off, and I knew I was famous. So or I knew I was going to be famous. You know, like working with Young Money. So I went and deleted all my social media and started over again. And it was just like, mm, that's pretty heady play. That is, that's that's very smart. Yeah. All right, Flynn, what do you got for the pop culture update? Uh, biggest TV show on TV right now just released its first trailer and uh, premiere date, which is April 14th for Game of Thrones, the final say, season. Oh, dude, so you're talking about, uh, I wish I had another show to throw in there to make the joke work, but I didn't. Okay, so Game of Thrones. What? I said I was gonna say I was gonna come up with a different show, you know, like oh you're talking about Modern Family, or you're talking no. about like you know Game of Thrones. Yeah, Game of Thrones. Okay, it's what? the best show on TV. I don't know about that, but you know. no, you well, you haven't watched it. Okay, what are you watching these days? Netflix. I'm watching. Oh. I'm still in The Last Kingdom, and I'm about to start Frontier soon. So, I had a sleepless <laughs> night last night, so I was able to get through a lot of Last Kingdom. So I'll be Good for you. I'll be getting caught up on on Frontier. But Game soon. of Thrones is the best show. Um, I think. Okay, it's gonna be lit. There's six episodes in the, new, in the last season, and I think every episode's about an hour and a half long. Are you a Brooklyn Nine Nine fan? 
I am. I was gonna say you strike me as a Brooklyn Nine. Back on NBC. Yeah. So which is better, Game of Thrones or Brooklyn Nine? Oh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> <not even laughs> close. Yeah, all right. Interesting. If you were stuck on an <laughs> island and you had to watch, you could only watch one show for the rest of your life. Would you rather watch Game of Thrones or The Office? The Office, because I could laugh. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say The Office. Really you laugh, and there's just way more, there's very, very, more. I don't want to watch. Way more episodes. people get fucking their family getting killed and be on an island by Horse myself. Or getting chopped up. Yeah. I'd rather I'd rather just uh You'd have some uh, spank bank material too there uh with Game of Thrones. I got so. Pam. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little weird. All right. Uh okay. Anything else for you for the pop culture update? Um <laughs> Yes, I do. All right. I don't know if we touched on this one last. Go ahead. Jeff Bezos. Yeah, we did. He's getting divorced. And his wife just yes. became the richest woman in yes. the world because yes. of a divorce. The Bezos. <laughs> so well, funny. She was with him. She designed like the security. But she's now the richest woman in the world. Oh, yeah. It's like 79. How much was it? 69 billion. Nice. Nice. So, yeah. All right. God, I wish I had that in my back pocket. Anything. Uh, <laughs> On my debit card. <laughs> I, don't in your, I don't think it fits in your back pocket. <laughs> I put a debit card, dog. Evidence. One of those brilliant. Have you ever seen Have you ever you work at cash register and some guy walks up to some big shops with a debit card? like metal. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'd have with the six nine billion in there. The black card, the black black card, yeah. titanium in there. Just yeah. hey, don't worry, this thing can stop a fucking bullet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so rich, I can't die. <laughs> All right, Mateo, what do you have for the pop culture update? I dug. There's there isn't really much. The only thing I saw that I thought was kind of cool was Sam Sam Jackson with uh, Captain Marvel coming out. He's his total gross is thirteen billion dollars for okay. movies. This is what's interesting though. So are we counting movies that he's the lead role in? Because I saw that too. No, they've they've counted everything. They took everything. So th- yes, like the small roles where he's in like Goodfellas and things like that. Things like that. It counts. Wow. But so. it's 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 a little inflated. But it's it's kind of cool. Like the longevity of his career. I would do. I would be interested to. See if you could do. I mean, you know, this would obviously be for a statistician that has a ton of time down there. But I would refine the the um, variables that go into your search. Mm-hmm. So I would do actors. I, if I was going to do this with a lead box office thing, and don't get me wrong, Samuel L. Jackson's catalog is amazing, right? It's probably top five to top ten of any actor that's ever been alive. Just his catalog of movies that you could you could sit and watch. Um, but I want to know guys that are guys and are actors and actresses that were either the lead or the first supporting, uh, you know, however they classify that, you mm-hmm. know, because when they do the Oscars for best supporting role, like there's got to be a difference between a supporting role and a cameo. And if we're including the movies that he has cameos in, then of course he's going to be thrown on there because Marvel's been doing numbers. Yeah, lately. the Marvel thing inflates it. Jurassic Park inflates it. Yeah, and so you know, but I mean, I'd be interested to see just the movies that he's specifically in, what the difference in that number would be, and then who would be the one that's that number one overall. And I guess you, the question is also, do you adjust towards the actors in the '90s compared to the inflation that you see now and the way people consume media? Um, a guy like The Rock would easily shoot up to the top, I would have, yeah. because of just how much money well, he's also, grossing. I think with one thing we noticed with with uh, Hollywood as of lately, it's very cyclical. It's like it's just it's it. They pick somebody and they're like, "It's your turn. We're gonna you're gonna have a great year and a half to two year run, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna have to work hard again." Um, but yeah, there's gonna be a stretch where you literally just get thrown anything you want, and you get to pick and choose. You know, it's not there's no more trying out. It's just your agent comes to you and says, "Hey, you are you are highly sought after." Uh, Flan. Real quick, what's your favorite Samuel L. Jackson movie of all time? Um, I really liked him in the uh, Hateful Eight. Oh, he was good in the Hateful Eight, yeah. What are you, uh, and Django too. 
But he wasn't really a main character. He was a he main was, character. I think that still counts as a supporting as a supporting role, though. It wasn't a cameo because he was around. No, for he, was, most he, was, of the he was a supporting role, but yeah. I think I I mean, it's either that one or. Uh, but yeah, the hateful eight was he was really yeah because he was the main character in that one for sure. You can I really liked him in hateful yeah. eight. All right, uh, Mateo, your favorite Samuel L. Jackson movie. Deep Blue Sea. Ooh, okay. Phew. Just for the just for the speech. I thought you were gonna take mine because mine wins. Pulp Fiction. Boom. Yeah, I was gonna say Pulp Fiction Boom. too, but I, I had to go. With, I had to go with Deep Blue Sea. There's a wallet in there, and it says Surprise "bad motherfucker." Yeah, the way he, yeah, his delivery. Or, or you can go awesome. any of the Star Wars say movies. What? <laughs> yeah, any of the Star Wars movies. Oh yeah, the Star Wars movies are good too. Purple lightsaber. Yeah, that's the most badass uh, thing. Is yeah. that he asked for a different lightsaber, oh, and Lucas yes. was like, "Yep, all yeah. yours." All yours, man. Everybody else is gonna have a green or a red saber. Yeah. You pop out here with the magenta, purplish one, and we're just like, "Damn." Samuel L. Jackson, we're taking you mad. Little purple rain by him. Oh. He died in a really shitty way, which is. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, it was super. He got boring. he got thrown out of a damn window. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that sucks. With force thrown, right? Just no, like the the laser shit. Yeah, by Cry Again. Oh, okay. I don't know. Anakin. Oh, Cry Again. Okay. I just Cry Again was another character. That's from the soundbite earlier. We should have known that. Uh, but yeah, dude, Pulp Fiction. Come on now. Right, just like that whole yeah, he's great. He's whole, fantastic, and in his that. work with uh, John Travolta in that movie, man, just like they played uh, off each other so well in the movie, so well. All yeah. right, um, anything else for you guys to add? We got a lot. I just want to say, pat on the back, props to us. We are an hour and eleven minutes in, and we got a ton of stuff in. Wow, I would have taken the over when you were guesstimating it. What, hour and fifteen. Yeah, I thought we were gonna go over. Usually, what we shoot for. Yeah, so. I thought we were gonna go over. All right, anything else we got? Well, we technically, I have three months, three minutes to filibuster if you guys want to. Anything you want to say, Flan? Nope, you're shaking your head. You're done. You decked out in all your Chico State gear. When are you going up there next? Not to the end of April. Not till the end of April. So it's gonna be a long time before Flan makes another Chico trip. Mateo's uh, yeah. rocking a Giants vest and a Niners hat. Uh, Thank you, Marshalls. I was going to say, what's your, what, what, yeah, any reason you went with a theme or what? No, know? I just grabbed what was cold in my, down. it's cold in here. You, you decided to You're stay. You're Golden State. Yeah. You're just a big say. super fan. Yeah, uh, big I super fan. You probably, bought, we, you probably bought that stuff like three years believe ago. Believe huh? we. No, the beanie I've had, actually this sweatshirt, it's really nice. I'm not going to lie. It's a very dope sweatshirt. The also, yeah, those are so cozy. What, which, what, what pants are you wearing? Tailored in the back there, camo, so you can't see. Uh, and Stan socks. Look at you. All I got my I got my Star Wars Sans Sans socks pants. on. Yeah, I know because they're camo. I see the joke that you're making. But dude, this sweatshirt, this Nike sweatshirt, is dope. Like Six this, the way it sits too. on. Yeah, thank you. The way it sits on your on your wrist, it's like longer on the top but shorter on your wrist. So when you're riding, the hood is like, oh man, it's comfy. It's like dude, if I was gonna design sweatshirts, this is the type of sweatshirt. NBA I'd made a huge. It was a huge win when they went from Adidas to Nike. Yeah. Adidas. But yes, yes, I did actually just buy this sweatshirt <laughs> this year at a game that I went to. But hmm. don't get it, don't get it twisted, son. I've been supporting him for a long ass time. Good for you. I've been supporting him for a long ass time. Good I love you. that. That this I love day Baron Richardson and uh, <laughs> Troy Dunleavy. Yeah. Yeah. Kalena Beedrich. Okay, I gotta ask you. The I haven't had a chance with Antonio Brown. What? Any anything with the at, at where where we're at today? Like so, Jason Lock and Four said that they think he's gonna get a first. Jason Lock and Four. Which means he's probably gonna get a long term deal. Is but a, Rap Sheet said that he's gonna get a second round. Second round pick is where they're they're expecting. What do you what what compensation do you want for Antonio Brown? Man, to be completely honest, Mateo, I was gonna say the reason I'm decked out in all this Golden State Warrior oh, gear you're is because sad. is because quite frankly, I don't have any fucks to give with the Pittsburgh Steelers right oh. now. I'll be keeping my eye out for anything that happens with the off season and whatnot. I'll still be rocking my Steelers slippers around the house. But as far as far as I'm concerned, once football season is over, we are officially 100% committed to the basketball season and the Dubs going back to back to back. You saw AB scrub the I Steelers still, off of Twitter. I still don't get how you grew that. up in the Bay Area and you're a Steelers fan. It's a long story. We'll 
we'll save it for another show. It's because nobody wants the story time right now. Oh, that could be part of the the Alabama uh, New England Patriots uh, stats episode. You can unless you guys really want to hear the story because it's um, how much time do you have to fill? Uh, we we got a couple minutes here. We can might as well. So uh, I'll make it. I'll make it very quick. So growing up, I was more. I was more. Closer, you know, attached with basketball and baseball. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Like I, baseball-wise, I didn't really come to love the Giants until I stopped playing baseball because, and that was, you know, I petered out in high school, but, um, or you know, early high school. Then I started to kind of appreciate, you know, the hometown team because when I was younger, growing up, I just affiliate. I loved baseball so much. I just affiliated my favorite team with whichever my little league team was, right? So like for the longest time. I like the Mariners, like the A's, like the Braves, like the whoever else I was playing with. You know, I was just a little kid like that. But I always liked the Warriors and basketball. And then football came around, and I started to kind of get more and more in touch with football and, and, and kind of take it in. I was like, ooh, this is kind of fun. This is an interesting sport here. It's different. Um, and I just never got down with the Niners. I never got down with the Raiders. I was always just watching. And it was just a matter of which teams I always saw on TV. And I actually, true story, this is going to upset you. I kind of rocked with the Rams early on when it was the greatest show on turf because, come on, now that was a great team to, great team to watch. Mm-hmm. And I cheered hard. I will remain consistent, though. Uh, I cheer, I've been cheering against the Patriots for as long as I've been watching football because pretty much I started watching football right around when Tom Brady came around. That's when I started Top to get rule. really engrossed in it, right? I sympathized with the Raider fans, but I was not a Raider fan. And, uh, and then I started to watch Roth. And, and I cheered against the Patriots every Super Bowl that they were in, whether it was the Rams, the Panthers, you know, and so forth, the Eagles. Uh, cheered against them. But uh, – then I started to watch, co- you know, and, and like with my watch more watching of professional football, I started to watch more college football. And then fast forward a couple of years, I see this guy. I don't really have a favorite NFL team. And I see this guy playing for the University of Miami on a Thursday night or whenever Maction was going on. Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. And I think to myself, no fucking way. That's that guy's real name. You know, for whatever reason, I'm like, I think I'm on like sixth or sixth grade or something like that when this is going on. Fifth or sixth grade. And uh, so I'm entertained by stupid shit like that. Still am to a degree. But yeah, so I see his name's Roethlisberger. I'm like, that can't be real. So I end up following the Miami of Ohio team all throughout um, and and find out, you know, he's going to declare for the draft. And I'm just like, oh, okay. And so he gets drafted, and I'm just like, well, fuck, you know, I'm going to rock with the Steelers. So it started out as my uh, like my affinity and fascination with Ben Roethlisberger, and then he got drafted by the Steelers, so I drifted to the Steelers. But ever since – so I've been a Steeler fan for as long as Big Ben's been there, but – in my Steeler fandom, I have come to appreciate the team and franchise as a whole. As I've demonstrated in the past when I say that you can't lock up money in Le'Veon and A.B. and even Ben himself as much as he was the reason that I came to like the franchise. But it was really just, uh, long story short, I just couldn't believe that was Roethlisberger's name. And then he got drafted and I was just, and I was right around the time where I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick a favorite football team. That's my favorite football team. And the rest has been history. So kind of an anticlimactic story. Does that, does that suffice for you? Like that thumbs up? Okay. I do have one more question before we wrap it up. Yeah. Do you guys find yourself more as kind of like sports hipsters? Like I find myself like with the Warriors, I really don't wear my gear to playoff time because I really don't want to talk to a lot of people that. I are always rock it. The only uh, time that it gets a little dicey is when I've got because I've got so much Steeler gear. Mm-hmm. Is an instance like this year when they get in, they don't even make it into the playoffs. At least if they make it to the playoffs and they get knocked out, I feel better about wearing my stuff. But if they don't even make it, that's where I'm just like, okay, I got to go through a period where I cycle that stuff out of my wardrobe for a second. You know, I like I got. I I, I I like the ones that have like not too much going on. Like if it's a Giants shirt, like it's a little like Giants pouch yeah, inside, or like if it's a jersey, I have no name on the back or mm-hmm. something like that. But I'm not walking around like like you see. I remember I, was, I went to the Safeway the other day, and some guy walks up with 
A's gloves, A's jersey, A's jacket, <laughs> A's hat. I'm like, dude, what what it's December. Like, what? He's repping. I mean, I mean he's I, more, prop- more props to those people, right? Yes. Like, you know? But I mean, I mean, I, I don't even when I go to a Giants game, like, I'm I, not even I have a, like that. I have a black shirt that has a little Giants logo on the side. And I just I always wear that. My girlfriend got me this really really dope three quarter zip jacket, Steelers jacket, and for Christmas. And I, I love the quarter I, zip. I really love it. I do, and it's just I told her I can't wait to wear it. But the thing is, is I'm not putting that thing on until after Super Bowl Sunday. Don't um, ask me yeah, why. It's I just I can't rep it until until postseason's done, and then and then it's whatever. Why? It's just a psychological thing, man. Like I'll still rock I'll a Steelers, rock be- I'll still rock a Steelers beanie, you know, when it gets cold out. But it's I just like a, I got a Niners I, you know, uh, workout shirt last year, and I wore it immediately. Actually, I probably won't. Like you know, it just depends. Like I, it, it maybe it depends on how I'm feeling. But for the most part, there's just a part of me where it's just like for some illogical sports fan reason, I'm like they didn't make the playoffs, so I've just kind of. You know, actually, more and then, and then the more I say that out loud, fuck it, I'm gonna rock that stuff. <laughs> and then whatever. As, as a kid, like I used to wear a lot of j- orange giant shirts, and now mm-hmm. I just I just wear the the black. I don't really want to stand out yeah. with the orange. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt, especially. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, it seems like when like, I, like, I, I like your vest. It's a sick vest. Yeah, like, I'd, I, I'd, it's I'd my Marty that. McFly vest. I really I'd, dig I'd it. I'd rock that to a game for sure. Yeah, that's so. sick. But I or like anything that's like old looking. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, like definitely this. throwback. I love all the throwback oh, stuff. For sure. That makes you like you're like yeah. I I know, I know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. No, it makes you look like you're more. You know, you are legit. It it matches the the uh, knowledge that you got locked up inside. You're like I'm legit inside and. Oh yeah, and I, I always rock my 2010 World Series Giants hat and go to a game. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That, okay. Because you don't see many of those people walking around. And she's like, yeah, so yeah. I, I was still around 2014, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Well, okay, I want to say that. Just because I said I didn't start cheering for the Giants, like, hard, hard until high school, like, where I'm just like, oh, yeah. No, that was like, my first love was the Giants. Yeah, yeah same that's here. What I'm saying. I love like, the Giants. That doesn't, Matt mean, Williams that doesn't mean I wasn't heartbroken in 0-2 when they lost to the Angels in the World mm-hmm. Series. I was very upset. And uh, Barry Bonds was one of my favorite players. Cried. It was just, you know, I, I would definitely pay attention. I was just one of those kids that was like, this is a little league team I'm playing for, so I'm going to also cheer for them, too. And maybe I cheered for a little bit. More for them than I did for the Giants. It was weird. 03, I was hurt more by 03 than 02 because oh, I. Marlins? Oh, yeah, I yeah be- totally. because I assumed, just being so young, that it was like, okay, they're going to be there every year, and then they went wire to wire, and I was like, okay. And then when it, when they got just thrown out at the plate, I was like, wow, that really hurts. Like, it was that down year, around one. And then the next year, they won like 92 or 93 games. They didn't make the playoffs, and it was off some. Blown air at short to the Dodgers the next year in 04. Oh God, was that the was that the one Steve Finley hit the grand slam? I don't remember, but I remember that was. I'm pretty sure that was no, that was Felipe Alou's first no second year. Cause his first year was oh, the, the Alou days. Oh. Alou's first year was when they won a hundred and something games. Yeah, they oh looked like goodness. they were cruising. Yeah, but uh, yeah, th- those. 03 and 04 were pretty it's rough. Back when Moises was pissing on his hands, yeah, so calluses, yeah, no batting. He was on the team then. Yeah. No, he wasn't. No, he came a no, little later. No, he didn't come until yeah, later. But I'm saying the Alou days, you could just call that the, uh, you know, from. I can't believe that's a true I story. I forgot about Felipe that. I got to go do that after I lift. Everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Prevent the calluses. Yeah. Keep your hand. It's good. Yeah, Makes me think of dodgeball. Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? <laughs> no, but it's sterile and I like the taste. All right. Uh, I will say this, though. One thing about rocking your team colors and your, your alliances before we go last thing. Uh, the older I get, the more I realize I'm going to have to dress like an adult. Like, you can't just walk around with beanies and hoodies mm-hmm. and, you know, jerseys and all that, as, as fun as it is. And I still will try. But when you're out in public, I do love the three-quarter zip because it gives it's me – It's the best. It's a touch of professionalism, but I still get to wear my team pre- – Socks and the three-quarter zip are going to be the two crutches that I use as I move forward in my professional life where it's like I can still present myself. But well, I'll you let know, you can know still do I'm like repping the, you my teams, well, depending on the year. Wherever you, know? you work, the whole business casual thing, you start wearing the collared shirts and you put a little logo of your team on the side. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's right. You could like you're, do, yeah, like like you're like, a presidential candidate. Like, you have your little pin. I was going right. to say, next year, well, next year I could just ask for a Steelers polo. So if I you could just wear that, wear that to If you ever work in an area that's business professionally, you might just shoot yourself. Well, I mean, shirt, shirt and tie. I mean, you could do a tie. Yeah, I do niner ties at work. Socks. Yeah. So yeah, there's different little accessory pieces where you still you you gotta let them know. Quarters of socks. I'm here. I'm here on business, but you know it's personal when it comes to these guys. This is the crappy team that I root for. Well, speak for yourself. They're not all crappy. Not all my teams are crappy. And then I will be completely transparent. I do like the Sharks, but I just there's so many sports that go on, and I get distracted by college stuff too that goes on from time to time. So when the Sharks make the playoffs, that's when I go OD all in on the Sharks, and then I, I keep an eye on them. this year. They're doing all right. Yeah, they're doing good. They're we'll be they're talking. We'll be talking more Sharks as we go. Bay Area bandwagon team. Study up what's on going this. On. Yeah, the CSR bandwagon team is the San Jose Sharks. We, but through thick and thin, we're on that bandwagon. Mm-hmm. You better start reading, Flan, or at least. Uh, not. Hey, yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to once we get past the Super Bowl of how we're gonna make this show go yeah, with well hockey. It's, it's kind of just countdown to uh, March Madness at that point. Don't disrespect the hockey cohort. And then once that's over, it's Apologize opening day. To and then the opening, hockey cohort. opening day is draft. The no, draft, we, and then we, draft we, is uh, thank NBA, God NBA playoffs. Draft. NBA playoffs. Playoffs is just a month of just trying to figure out what you want to do, and then football starts again. All right. Well, you've experienced both of them now that you've been on the show. What's worse for you? Do you think is it going to be talking hockey, or is it that summer? Is it during the summer where you hit that point where it's just baseball? And oh, you've hockey. Got to, and I have you've no clue what the hell's going on. Okay. Well, apologize to the hockey court. And Sorry, talk. I just don't we, know. We, res- we respect your sport, and I'm sure you're more than I happy to tell us that it's tougher than any other sport. You're but I grew really up in California, yeah. not New York yeah. or yeah. Chicago or Michigan. We Sorry. have plenty of hockey representation that could come on the show between Luca, Kurt, and then of course we're going to have our new uh, hockey correspondent Mike DeWald, who I am he's I'm his protege at work learning all my stuff with the radio stuff. He's a big Sharks guy. So, cool. we'll be having him on soon. All right, that'll do it for us uh, episode 57 the divisional round recap. We will be back on Wednesday to break down the uh, championship weekend preview. So, to the haters and losers of which there are many. Go fuck yourself. Until next time. Deuces. Later. That's what I thought you said. Now let me offer this as a rebuttal. I'm pushing and popping. You and I ready, yo, happen. Moonwalk, Philly Jean, ooh, feeling like I'm Michael Jackson. OJ Glove don't fit the skid. Gotta go meet me there instead. Most of my friends were going flick. Danger from off getting head. In the whip by your baddie. Text me that addy. Showing ass on Insta. Let them know you got a fatty. Where you been? I've been working. Even on damn sad days. Overtime on a holiday. Making that St. Pass Day. Time and a half in my bag. Louis a chap. Scaring. You don't know Jack. I got a lab. Cause what you thought? Kangaroo. Cute nigga, shit. Baby saying I should model like this. You don't know squat, pull up a squat. New kid, I'm squat. Wait till I drop. I can tell this. That girl be squat. Lulu lemons on bee sting. Sleep together, that's dream team. I'm awake cause it's Monday. Start the week, shit, bullshit. I don't get paid enough to be here past the time of my full shift. Bet on Friday, I'm leaving two minutes early, checking up the deuces. Vibrate, move on, who this?